Tuesday morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Grant Burningham. After years of being hosted in Denver, the Outdoor Retailer Show is coming back to Utah. Local leaders announced the return of the expo at a news conference Wednesday. Outdoor retailers had left the Beehive State in protest because of the state's official opposition to national monuments expansion in the state. The return of the expo comes as the state prepares to sue the Biden administration for restoring Bears Ears a national monuments. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall said at Wednesday's announcement of the expo's return, We are thrilled to have outdoor retailer come back and stand shoulder to shoulder with Salt Lake City as we fight for the protection and preservation of our precious natural resources and spaces in the entire state of Utah. This was not a financial negotiation. This was about values, she said. On yesterday's episode, we heard from reporter Courtney Tanner about the Salt Lake Tribune's investigation into how boarding schools in Utah have historically stripped indigenous children of their culture. Today, we talk with reporter Alastair Lee Bitsoy to learn more about the team's investigation. Alastair Lee Bitsoy was on the team which did the Tribune's reporting on indigenous schools. Thanks for talking to us today, Alastair. Yeah, thank you for having me, Grant, for the opportunity to talk about indigenous um, boarding schools in the state of Utah. So, Alistair, I wonder before you got on this reporting, what did you know about indigenous schools in the state? Um, I feel like just being um, Dene or from the Native American demographic, like I've been aware of boarding schools in our community since forever. And to now with the trending of this topic in the news media cycles, it can be, I think, problematic as well as stressful, but also triggering just because I know family and siblings and cousins who have gone to boarding school and they've told off the record, like conversations and experiences that were traumatic to them. And they still are, when I think of boarding schools, they think of those moments and memories. And so like to have it amplified requires not only the true history that's coming out to the masses, but also understanding as one of the sources in the story that I was able to get for this coverage of the mapping story of Indigenous schools in Utah, Council Delegate Carl Slater told me like how it was important that uh, mental health services need to be made available to families and um, students who attended boarding schools. Like you can't just take and exploit or a this narrative and not offer solutions or counseling services or resources to the families because as the April 1st report comes out, I mean, this is just like our investigative piece of what we found, but like who knows what else will be included in the in the report. There could be more bodies of children across Utah, but also across other states in America. So I feel like it is triggering and I feel like it it also is systemically uh, examples of what happens in our communities of the systemic barriers that we are currently experience as far as our overall social, political and health outcomes in our communities. I'm wondering, Alistair, you have a unique vantage point as an Indigenous reporter here. Can you tell us 
how common it is to be touched by boarding schools in Native American communities. Yeah, I mean, like we're demographically, I think we're just over like as a society, I think we're about close to 2 million people um, from the Navajo Nation. I know that there's like close to 400,000 citizens in the Navajo Nation, but also scattered throughout America. And so too, there is like a, a majority of us probably know one or some, like a relative or a friend who has experienced the boarding school or has been one generation removed from the boarding school experience. And then when you look at like how some of our, now our, our parents or those that are now a generation removed from us, like you can see some of those habits of disciplinary action, like, like come like that behavior from boarding school being infiltrated into the family network. And so like for me, I mean, my dad and mom went to boarding schools um, when they were younger, but the public school system came to them later. So they had that option. But when I, when I, when I was in elementary school too, like, even though it was a public school, like the principals would say, like, I wish we would like, we were back in the day where we could discipline you as students with like a, a whip or use some sort of type of violence to like demonstrate that that is discipline. And so even as a child, me and I was threatened by that, like, like from old school, like teachers who went through that boarding school system. Alistair, I'm wondering if it is especially hard for you to do these kinds of reporting and whether this feels especially heavy given your family connection and the connection that other Diné have to these boarding schools. Yeah, like I'm just surprised that some of these schools were actually are my people. The government allowed for the creation of the Richville Residential Hall, which was founded by Navajo migrant workers wanting to work and that the boarding school era was also kind of like the first time the wage economy came to um, our com communities. And then so like Navajo Mountain is another part of the story that I added to and just like just knowing how these schools were were obviously created to for forced assimilation just and it's heavy. It's hard like it takes its toll on me. And so sometimes I need a like for this mapping story. I feel like I'm still coming out of it like I'm still trying to like not inner channel that burden but also at the same time carry the burden because these stories the truth of American society needs to be told. Utah lawmakers are preparing to overturn Governor Spencer Cox's veto of House Bill 11 legislation that would have prevented transgender girls from participating in school sports that match their gender identity. The governor and other critics of the bill have pointed out the legislation could lead to the bankrupting of the Utah High School Activities Association. But there are other practical consequences that could be part of the fallout if HB 11 becomes law in Utah. The first being, the Tribune sports team reported, that the NBA could pull the All-Star game out of Salt Lake City next year. Also, the NCAA could decline to allow Utah sports from hosting national and regional events in the Beehive State. NBA spokesman Mike Bass told the Tribune on Wednesday that the league was already working closely with the Jazz on the issue. Both sports organizations have a history of taking stands on social issues. You can read more on the potential of those consequences at sltrib.com. Thanks to the Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz today and a shout out to Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow.